Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Gentlemen, boys, and girls, and welcome to episode 115A of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan. Thanks for joining me today. And right off the hop, no, I don't have a guest again. It's going to be tough this week. Uh, so you're stuck with me in my ramblings. I mean, it's possible on Thursday. But uh, we're here at the National Ball Hockey Championships in a beautiful Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, it's just tough to get, you know, you don't know when you're going to. The schedule's set, but after today, um, it depends on whether you win or lose about placement and those things. Crossovers. Uh, and I'm also, you know, I'm in Ontario and there's a lot of people that are Shorzy fans or spitting chiclets that are in and around the rink that want uh, stories and conversations and autographs and those things. Um, and, uh, and and pictures and stuff. It's a festival of hockey vibes, which is great. But uh, there's just there's just not a lot of time. Uh, some people want me to guest on their podcast or whatever it would be, like right at the rink. And, and I like to promote the game. Um, there's a lot of people here I haven't seen in a while, and so the schedule is very uh, sporadic. I got to figure it out. I got to go see the NHL alumni office here. 
living in Newfoundland, right? Just love, I love it. Everything about it, except um, it, it does get a bit isolated because um, I don't ever feel isolated. But, you know, when you go on a trip, say, we're for, for me, I have a lot of work connections, a lot of DNHL alumni office, Shorzy is filmed in Ontario. Um, I'm talking with an agency now about acting that's in Ontario. A lot of things are in Ontario for me. And I think that in, in Canada, a lot of people are like that. Even if you're a Jays fan, say you're from Saskatchewan or wherever, you know, it could be just that link. But a lot of people are linked somehow to Ontario and in Newfoundland. I mean, there's all kinds of, I don't think there's anybody without some direct link, whether it's a relative that moved away years ago from Bell Island to Cambridge to work in the factory or whatever it might be to kids that go to Ryerson or Simple Leaps or, or Raptors fans, Jays, TFC, you know, whatever it is, it's the place to be. It's concerts. It's speaking of concerts. I went to a great one two nights ago, but uh, so point being when we come here, we often want to take advantage of the time. And for me, a uh, true, true hockey that just jumped on board and, and sponsored myself and the podcast. They're, uh, they're situated up here. So anyway, there's a lot of reasons to be here. So I got to take advantage of that time. It's tough to nail down a time and a guest. I had Brendan Brooks today, good buddy that played uh, years and years of pro hockey. Got some crazy stories. I played on the national inline team with him in 2004. Uh, he was going to come on earlier. Tyler Morrison, the comedian, was going to come on yesterday. But I just I just don't have time. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't have time. And, and you know, I at, at home, people are sick of me. I mean that in a good way. But, you know, if I walk through the Avalon Mall or something or I walk downtown, yeah, of course, there's the Odd Shorzy fan, but people are used to me getting on with my ramblings and shit downtown for years. Uh, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's just, I, I, I was in Newfoundland, you know, way back being a, being a big Habs pick. Um, you know, probably wouldn't make a big deal in Toronto or something, but back there it was. So, you know, I got to know, people got to know my face and my stories and, and my dad was a legend, you know, he really was, is, I should say. But all that stuff you see on Chicklets, I mean, imagine him when he was younger and he was bopping downtown and everything, right? So, like, I, I came into a situation and my name is his name. So, yeah, people, it, it's no big deal to see Teddy Hitchcock walking down the street in Water, you know, on Water Street, downtown St. John's or in George Street, having a beer. I'm telling the same stories I've always told more tourists than anything but uh you know when i when i come to these places a lot of people want to talk chicklets or like i said hitch or, or my podcast you know which big following from around here so you know you go to the rink and you expect that and it's a vibe and and you know there's it's a it's a great feeling of unity because i um yeah i know you never say it from chicklets would you but uh, feeling of unity i have I, I didn't come to this tournament last year and um we didn't come as a team from Newfoundland. Usually we do every year. The year before was the pandemic. Uh, so I, and I believe the year before that, so I, this would be my first in three or four years. And usually I'm at it every year. So it's nice to get out and see everybody again. You see the same familiar faces. 
I play on the Newfoundland Mr. Lube Masters team. Okay, so that's 34 and above. Now, I also play on the Black Horse. I'm a spare for that. Three of, <clears throat> three of us are here in case they get an injury, right? It's not like you can call somebody up. I played years for the Black Horse, more than a dozen, and uh, I suppose. And that's just the main men's A team, right? But uh, <clears throat> the last time we played, we, we lost in the final. It was 2019, I guess. We lost in the Canadian final. We hosted at home, sold out. We lost a new Tecumseh. I think I'm saying that right. Um, an area in, in Ontario. Yeah, it's not far from Toronto. And I, I remember staying in Alliston, Ontario, which is, I think that's around there, a part of it. Anyway, it's a little area in Ontario that they, they're real great ball hockey players. And they beat us in the finals. Now, uh, most of that team is not back, and uh, I guess the torch has been passed to the young Black Horse players from Newfoundland. And uh, they're pretty good. They're young. They're, they're fast. It's their first national tournament, and they played against the, like, uh, just an absolute powerhouse in the Midnight Express. Some of those guys were in the Chicklets Cup, any of that watched. And uh, they were well coached by James Chicky Mentes. Anyway, it was a pretty good game. I left in the third. It was four to one for, for midnight, but Newfoundland were considering the experience and the depth on midnight. Newfoundland were doing pretty good hanging in and uh, good luck to the boys. But like I said, if they get any Indian injuries or whatever, myself and a couple more, we'll, we'll definitely help them out and play for them. And it was, it would always be an honor to put on the black horse Jersey, but I'm mainly here for the Mr. Loop, the, the uh, masters division, which is great. It's not what you would think, man. You watch online. Masters is fast. It's a lot of guys that still have pride that want to play. It used to be, I think, over 45 or some shit. Now it's over 34. That changes the game completely. I mean, a lot of good hockey players that want to still go. And and it's not cut off at 34. You can play in the men's division until whenever you want. Like I said, I'm a spare there this year. But the Masters lowered their age, and it really made for great competition. Anyway, it's great to be here. I'll tell you, I went to Motley Crue, Def Leppard the other day, and it was or uh, two nights ago, thanks to Steve Power. And hats off, Steve Power from Newfoundland. I mentioned all this ball hockey. was the Canadian ball hockey president for years, and uh, his time just came to an end the other day. So uh, he went out. He went out with a bang because he's done a lot of great things for Newfoundland and the Canadian Ball Hockey Association. So thanks to Steve, and congrats, my friend. Good luck in all your endeavors. Steve was a friend before we started any of this ball hockey stuff, but we've really become pretty close. He came to Vegas with us. We had a great trip. We went with the Chicklets Cup, and uh, and we like to, yeah, Steve likes music like I do. So he looked at me the other day. And by the way, contrary to popular belief, I don't come to these things and get shit-faced. I'm getting all kinds of messages. I'll get into that in a second. ATR, you're in the hammy. I'm going to come down, bring some beer. One guy showed up at the fucking hotel at, yesterday at 1030 in the morning with beers. Like, <laughs> guys, when you see me at the Chicklets Cup and shit, that's that's like me going on a bender. Uh, I like to get corked once a week, once every two weeks. Um, if I'm busy, sometimes less, no more, uh, unless we're doing something. We're on a big event or, you know, we're on a trip. So I come to these things, ball hockey, you need that water in you, man. So I tend to tie one on at the beginning. And then at the end, no matter what happens, win, lose, hit the booze, right? But during the tournament, uh, you know, you ask anybody I played with over the years, I... I think people assume it, but I don't come to these things to get drunk. And nobody fucking drinks before the game, guys. We're not at that kind of thing. You know, it's 
we take it real serious. We go out there to win like we win anything. It's all relative, but I don't take it any differently than going out and when I played pro hockey, trying to win whatever championship I was playing for. It's the same shit. Um, anyway, Stevie said, Jesus, there's a festival up the road. So we played our first game at 345. And this it was in this, the, the uh, Rogers Center. I still call it the Skydome. I love the name Skydome. I prefer it to Rogers Center for obvious reasons. But I get it, money. Um, so he said, yeah, it's Joan Jett, then Poison, then Def Leppard, then Motley Crue. So I was like, sure. So we, we fucking panicked to get there after. He left before me. I tried to get the GO train. I had a friend, and, and uh, we couldn't figure it out. We went to the GO train. It wasn't running. So anyway, we just got in a car, drove up, got there, walked in. Def Leppard were playing their first song. So we missed Joan Jett and Poison. And um, we were on the fence. It was 165 a ticket. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It, it. You know, it is Motley Crue and Def Leppard. It should be okay. But even if not, it's worth a chance. Because, you know, I come on these things. I still don't make the money people think I make. You know, it's great for a month when you're doing Shorzy. Uh, so, yeah, that's a decision to come on a trip. And, and I've got a, I'm raising a daughter at home. And her mom lives in Calgary for the most part. So to drop 160 and then, you know, you're going to get a shirt and everything and you're, it's going to be a three, 400 buck night, right? You know that you're going to get a hot dog and a drink, which at the fucking sky dome at the Rogers center, whatever you want to call it is crazy. A hot dog should never be a regular hot dog should never be $10 and a beer, just a can of beer should never be $18 or whatever it is, but it is. That's the way it is. When you walk through those at airports, stadiums, other gatherings, I goes, those, those are the two main ones. I don't think they have any. It's just out of whack. It's just out of whack. Jerry Seinfeld does a bit on it. I can't really, I don't want to redo Jerry Seinfeld's bit and embarrass myself, but check it out. Seinfeld still, you know, the show kind of got outdated, but that was really fucking innovative at the time for those that wonder and, and didn't quite grasp it. That was real different. Now you look back and it kind of did age, but uh, Seinfeld got some good stand-up too. And you got to respect him. He doesn't use F-bombs. And, you know, there's a way, like Chris Rock, Rock does F-bombs. My favorite is probably Chris Rock. And it, But his use of profanity, he, he, he used it real well, Richard Pryor. But I'm not saying you need to use profanity. I do when I'm up on stage. People tend to laugh. It just me, it makes it seem, I don't know, sometimes more uh, relatable or something. But Jerry Seinfeld doesn't. He just goes totally clean, which I think is hard to do, having seen the world of the average comedian from the inside. I think that's hard to do. And uh, anyway. Where was I? No idea why I was talking about Seinfeld. But anyway, we um, we went to the concert. We, so there were decent seats. And, uh, you know, I just had one beer. I had a couple of weed gummies, puff a joint. But that was good for me. And I like his most of the time, if I was to go to that, just, you know, I would probably get shit faced. But seeing it from that, you know, weed gummy side, it was fantastic. Uh, and Def Leppard put on a show. I was kind of surprised that they opened for Motley Crue. Not that I don't like Motley Crue, but I like Def Leppard significantly more. 
significantly. My and Def Leppard, you know, the songs I like, I really like. Anyway, they just played like each each band played 15 songs because we needed to beat the traffic. I never usually do this, but we just Google the set list. So we knew what was coming. Plus, I wanted a shirt like getting concert shirts. And uh, I wanted a hot dog and a beer. That's it. Just one hot dog and one beer. And it was crazy. The hot dog. I wasn't exaggerating. The hot dog was 10 bucks. <laughs> I think the beer was 1550. You know, just a can of beer and a fucking hot dog. Come on, boys. Fucking 30 bucks. Fucking got a hat. Def Leppard. Just a regular hat. It said trucker hat, but it's just a regular hat. Fucking 45 bucks. T-shirt. You know, just an average T-shirt. 55 bucks. Anyway, that's the cost of doing business at a concert. But uh, it was a fantastic time. And what I really like about those stadium shows that I keep forgetting about is that, you know, when we see them, we see great concerts at home. We really do. But generally what the artists do, if they're real big, like Elton John or Tom Petty, RIP, um, uh, Pearl Jam, I'm trying to think, Alan Jackson, I can go down the list. We, we do get some big fucking groups at home, but they'll play for Friday, Saturday and Sunday and maybe charge a little bit more. But Newfies or Newfoundlanders, Jesus, dare I say Newfies, Newfoundlanders. Um, We'll pay it generally, right? It'll be a little bit more. But then those guys, the reason for three nights is because I believe an NHL arena holds about 20, you know, give or take 2,000, 20,000 around there per per place. So at home, it's probably seven, 65, uh, seven or eight if you count the floor space there, I guess. I would guess 7,000 people at Mary Brown Center. So. Three nights gives you 24,000, right? Charge a little bit more. They'll pack it sometimes even more, but we don't get the uh, pyrotechnics or the light show. And, uh, and this it, it's same thing when we're, when we do the outdoor concerts, I believe it must be a bit of a hassle to get all that stuff all the way over to Newfoundland on the ferry and everything, and then turn around the next day and leave. So some bands I'm sure have done it, but I generally, as a concert goer in Newfoundland, Go to everything that comes through, and I don't see many light shows. And every time I come to a concert up here. Now, that being said, same thing in the Air Canada Center or like a big hockey arena in, uh, or Bell Center in Montreal. Generally, I mean, you do see some decent light shows there and everything. But when they're in the parks, the big baseball parks, the stadiums, you really see the shows. And that really stood out to me. It was an awesome show lighting and, and whoever produced all of it was was fantastic if i had one complaint i thought the first three or four motley Crue songs i like i didn't even realize they were playing shout at the devil i i, I couldn't hear it. it it was and at because uh, vince neal is his voice was on and we really I, I was surprised i mean he had the voice that's usually what you lose first but uh, and i read that he'd lost it a few years ago, so I really wasn't kind of pumped to see them. But it wasn't that; it was something to do with the mixing, or like there was you couldn't hear any one specific sound. I could, I didn't realize I'm only looking at the video on the screen that it was "Shout at the Devil." Now, by three songs later, I think, and they went uh, into "Home Sweet Home," uh, like "Doctor Feel Good," and then a medley of uh, "Smoking in the Boys' Room," "Anarchy in the USA." So it was it was great, and, and by that point, it, it sounded pretty spot on. But Def Leppard was fucking great. It was uh, I use great too much. The, the word great, I way fucking overuse that. 
It was fantastic. How about that? It was a great time. <laughs> great time. Um, so thanks to Steve Power for even bringing it up. And uh, we drove back together. It was nice to to have a good chat with Steve. We uh, The last time we did was in, uh, in the Chicklets Cup. We all drove out, me, Steve, Connor, Donahue, the con man, and uh, Senior. We drove out to the Grand Canyon and came back that night, and it was a real uh, adventure. I'll always remember that. You know, those... Steve's the kind of guy that likes to live life. And, and whenever we're somewhere, he'll go. Like, first day we got in, he's like, you know, Niagara Falls is only an hour away. You know, it's 45. I think we can get there. And there's nice patios. Like, he's always thinking. And he doesn't drink much. So he likes to experience stuff. So uh, same kind of spirit as Steve. So, uh, you know, I thanks for twisting my arm yet again, because I probably would have just stayed here at the hotel, even though I'm willing I often need somebody to twist my arm. So those are things that I will remember. I'll never forget uh, walking into to Def Leppard unexpected and going to the Grand Canyon. And, uh, you know, a lot of people out there that are aging. Well, we're all aging. That was an idiotic comment. As far as idiotic comments on my podcast goes, that took the cake. I don't know if you'll hear a stupider comment this month then for anybody out there that's aging <laughs> goes for anybody out there that's breathing <laughs> oh, okay. um anyway so for people that are getting up there and worried about aging i've always looked at my dad you know and he amazes me because he's always said, he's like, you know, when I go, I go, I want to live my life. He, he takes care of himself in that he, you know, he eats fairly healthy. He, he walks pretty much every day and he walks a lot. You can tell my dad and I are, I think, undiagnosed ADHD or something or OCD, whatever it might be. I also think that we're all human and, there's not a pill for everything. You know, you just harness the energy. I do this podcast. I write. I, you know, we're a little bit wound up, but we're not complaining. What I'm saying is that when dad gets into something, he gets into it. So once he, like once dad gets out there at the beginning of the summer, well, he's got a route now that he takes for like the last 10 years. But, you know, I think he walks four, four to five miles a day, but he goes, he puts on, he loves putting on his uh, Walkman because he, recorded all these tapes like years ago and he, he doesn't want him to go to waste. So our whole basement is all this music. So he does have, I do have him an iPod. He doesn't have a cell phone. So he's got an iPod. He's got a Discman and he's got a Walkman and he uses all of it because he doesn't want to waste music and wait. He goes, well, all those hours that I was recording those tapes would be a waste then. But I'm like, yeah, but just think of the shit quality. Like anyway, to each their own. I love him for it. But he takes those, he pops them in, man, and he just goes. And he's gone for four or five miles, at least, uh, all around Mount Pearl and area. And he eats fairly well, you know, but dad will eat a lot. Uh, I used to eat, he eats like once a day. And uh, I used to think that was really unhealthy. And now I hear intermittent fasting is real good for you. I mean, I do that. And he'll eat a lot. Like, he'll eat like fucking three plates of spaghetti. But he generally doesn't eat like deep fried or generally at all. 
it's all home cooked stuff, right? But mom's mom could run like a greasy spoon kind of thing. You know, turkey, a lot of Newfoundland stuff, uh, jigs, dinners, and a lot of pasta, egg rolls. Like, you know what I mean? So he eats all of that. He eats a lot of it. But he doesn't eat a lot of junk food. You might have a burger once every six months, you know, from, from a fast food place, unless mom makes them. And he walks a lot. And he generally doesn't worry about, about much. Now, that's why I got to give my mom credit there because she takes care of the bills and all that, organizes everything. She's that, got that mind. I don't. I, genetics that, that way got passed to me from my father because I, I, I can't stand it. I can't even organize my messages, let alone bills and everything. It just gives me a headache. Got to deal with it, of course, but dad hasn't had to deal with it. So he's just generally happy-go-lucky. Now, he was a fucking teacher for almost 30 years, and I'm sure that's not easy on the mind. He came home, and I mean, it was very stressed at times, but I'm saying that would make anybody stressed generally. His outlook on life has always been very positive. And he doesn't think, but you know, dad's totally logical about it. He's like, you know, one day I'll die and that's it. But you know, one day everybody will die. Like we're here. Really, if I'm worrying about it and I'm sitting here like thinking about the aging process, it doesn't help any of that. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's just come sometimes logical thoughts. You know, you want to be younger and, but it's great advice too, because he's like, Terry, like I'd love to be 45, but you, you, you consider yourself old. I consider you real young. I can't imagine. If going back, and I'm like, yeah, I guess looking at a perspective, he goes, someday I'll be fucking 90, hopefully, and you'll be 65. And I'll say, man, I wish I was 65. And, uh, but even this year, he said, you know, we were talking the other day, we do have beers on Friday nights. And he said, uh, he said, you know, this year, as so I said, you're going to be 70, 70, 70 in September. And he said, this year, I've been in, Buffalo with you and Biz and the boys. And I've, I've been in Las Vegas with like the biggest hockey podcast on the planet, some great guys and people that'll be lifelong friends. And he said, and people from all over are recognizing me. We go to those many seniors, like a fucking celebrity down there. They love them. So he goes like, this is one of the best years I've ever had. So he goes, I don't want to be wishing my life away and everything. And he said, you know, I don't want to be comparing years. I just happen to be older now than I was in 1972 when I got drafted than I was in 1952 when I was born. But he's like, I'm having a great time and this is one of the best years ever. Hopefully next year is even better. And I was like, yeah, that is the way to fucking look at it. You know, he hadn't been to Vegas. What if he didn't take care of himself? What if he smoked his whole life? He was depressed. He worried about shit and fucking was the victim of some untimely death five years ago. He wouldn't have ever gotten to see Vegas. All these people around the world would never gotten to hear his stories. I bug him for telling the same stories 10,000 times over, but I'm glad he does it. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. As a Canadian, I know I'll always be throwing money down on the Blue Jays. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, anyway. I don't know why I just started talking about the aging process. I wish I had a plan when I come into these things. Uh, But anyway... That's it. That's seniors' ideas. So I've always kind of tried to live like that because, I mean, we did talk about it the other day, like I just mentioned, but it's always been his outlook. Like I remember being, you know, 20 and he was 45, playing on the St. John's Maple Leafs, 21. And, um, you know, we'd go out with him. And now looking back, he would say, you know, I'm, the guy's 45, I'm not that old, I'm out hanging out. And he didn't seem that old, and he didn't have to say it much, but in my head, I'm like, oh, he's my dad, you know, he's so... But he was living his life, he was having a great time, and looking back, fuck, he was 45, he was my age. No different than me going down and hanging out with the Black Horse guys, shooting the ball around at home, you know, skating with the boys. I, I don't feel fucking, like, ancient, but I guess, I, I you know, compared to a 20-year-old, I am, but... If I was to sit there and worry about it and go, fuck, you know, when I was that age, fuck, man, like cell phones were just coming in or God, you know, uh, Backstreet Boys were on top. Or if I start comparing time and space, I'm just going to worry myself to death. And I find when you don't and you just stay at it, I don't know, a lot of people go, well, why are you still playing ball hockey? Why are you still playing ice hockey? I'm like, I don't know. Because I can. I, I liked it when I was 25. I liked it when I was 35. I still like it. I don't know. I have thank Danielle for being a good ex-partner and Penny Lane for being a great girl and my parents for being able to watch her when I'm gone here. You know, I need I need those things to go right. But, you know, these people look at me and complain and they're like 50 pounds overweight. I'm like, well, you don't have the option anymore because you stop taking care of yourself. But I know you like ball ball hockey, whatever, whoever it is, Johnny. You know, I know you like ball hockey. I, I just want to play. Like I, I don't not want to play. <laughs> I have the same mindset I have when I was 20-something years old. Now, I've been fortunate. Okay, what do I do for a living? I do this podcast. I get to talk to people. I, I fucking, I, you know, I sell books. I, 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 I write books. I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an actor. I go home. I'm, I'm crew. I'm... But even when I'm crew, I'm not. I'm working real hard when I do these things. I'm not saying I don't, but you know, I'm crew on TV shows. I get to create. So, so, so maybe great things that people could give people joy, right? So maybe that's it. And and as and as frustrating sometimes as I might be with with my life, or or as everybody might be, you know, I I like the fact that I get to do things that I can see people smile after, whether it's a podcast or. Um, you know, just Shorzy or, or spitting chiclets or whatever fucking it might be. My, my book, like I said, books. Um, so maybe that's part of it, but those things, all those things I did when I was a kid too. Like, it's not like maybe I just went into a welding job. So I, I can't look at it objectively, but I still think that if I did, it would give me a really, I mean, I, I didn't, I was a Red Bull fucking rep now. I worked tearing tickets open at a factory not that long ago when I was broke and nearly went bankrupt. I'm not saying I didn't have mental and physical stress, but I always, always kept myself in shape because even at the worst of it, when I I had shit jobs and everything, 
and trying to put a fucking food on the table for my daughter and Tyson. And, and, you know, it was craft dinner for a while, man. Like I had to really work hard at some shit fucking jobs to get banned. That wasn't long ago. Um, anyway, so I'm not, I'm not coming at it from any condescending point of view or like I get hard work. I just mean, you know, some people go in and they get a trade and they work so hard and then they get it and they might feel like a welder or something, right? Like that it, it's not easy to do. You got to go to school and learn a lot for that. Um, but, you know, as, as a teacher, I'm not saying any, just a trade could be a teacher, could be, but something that you, when you lock in and you're into it and you're like, okay, I'll get my pension in 30 years. Maybe there's a mindset there um, that maybe you've stepped onto a new part of your life or something. For, for me, I needed, when I, when I had some, and that's not a shit job. Those are nice jobs. I just mean some people get into it and, and the job becomes your life. And I strongly encourage you to find something like I find for ball hockey. Because when I was down and out, like when I'm positive and in a good mood and everything, like I feel like a kid, the point is like I'm creating, I'm, I'm still doing things I was doing when I was 15. So it's easy for me to say, but I like everything else stayed the same that I like to do. Um, even in work, right? I like to write. I always did. It, it is a bit of a chore, but I like it. Um, you know, the acting and stuff like I like those things. Well, I like ball hockey. So I, just because I'm getting older, I don't see a reason to just hang up the sneakers, so to speak. Um, playing senior hockey, I will stop playing senior hockey this year. But the reason, the reason is because I'm playing on the St. John's Caps and there's lots of great players coming up. There's guys coming back from the Quebec Major Junior League that want a shot at the Provincial Herder Championship, which is big for us at home, senior hockey. They want a chance to go to the Allen Cup and get their own, you know, local career going. And, 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 you know, maybe have some opportunities there because it is senior hockey at home really is a big deal. And it's fun to play in your local. I don't want to take someone's spot as a 45 year old. I haven't played for two fucking decades. Really? That's the reason. Uh, and at some point, I guess, you know, and I, I'm still going to play, though. I'll play whatever level of men's league, whatever it is, you know, at home, we get a few great skates going. And I'll continue to play ball hockey, I, I, you know, until I get an injury that keeps me out of it. Um, that attitude generally, you know, I got to say, the old man just seeing his positive vibe and the way my parents live. Mom worries a bit, but uh, yeah, I'm rambling. But if you take anything from that, it's that if people wonder why me, why I do those things, like, I don't know. I find it almost sad when someone turns a page in their head for no reason. Like I'll like doing all this in 20 years. I'm not going to be fucking bopping with the 30 year olds or, but I don't know if, if I can skate when I'm 65, I'll skate. I, I hope people don't laugh at that. I, I, I'm sure my, there'll be friends out there that are that age that want to play. If I'm okay and I can walk, I'll still va go vacation. I will probably enjoy Disneyland. Then I would love to go now. I love Disneyland as it was. I, uh, you know, I'm not saying everybody got to be immature, but you can be a child at heart. You can be a child in your mind. You know, go and do the things that you like to do. There's nothing stopping you, really. Sometimes maybe an injury. If that's the case, then if I if I blew my knee out now and I uh, I couldn't play these sports anymore, which which really probably will happen. I mean that inevitably what gets most people in the end at some point. 
Well, I would definitely, you know, either go into coaching or take up something, even if it was checkers, that's probably not in the cards, but something, a darts, right? If, if my legs didn't work, I would, I would play darts. I don't know. I like the com- competitive stuff and I like hanging around with people that are of the same mindset and, and talking about life and stories. I mean, why are we on earth, right? Why the fuck are we here? I'm not overly religious, but because I don't think you can tie it to any one thing. I don't think any of those stories or religion origin stories, be quite frank, I don't think they're true. I mean, I an atheist. I don't think so. No, I, I don't think there's absolutely nothing. I think that we get to be here and experience it is so fucking great. Life's awesome. But I mean, time is relative. Like there's been billions of years before us, billions. Right? I mean, the universe is massive. We're floating around on this rock. We've made things out of nothing. Every, all this society that we live in, all the rules and everything, like we've landed here. We've done unbelievable as a species. We really have. All these things, hockey and like this podcasting and everything, this is all invented, what we're doing. But if nothing else, you live and you die. So over the course of history, if I learn anything from folklore, we've always lived and told stories and we're better. Humans are better when we gather together. Uh, back in the day, what, why, are, why are human babies so fragile? Most, most animals can, can be born, and though they need protection. You know, they, they could kind of get by, you know, not on their own immediately, but, you know, they'd know to eat. They'd know to... Some animals can be born and just go right out in, into the wild after, you know, they walk sooner. A baby is fucking fragile. A human baby would never live on its own. It would need, it needs way more cushioning than most uh, mammals. But the reason is because back in the day, right, like the humans, babies would be born and, and, and the community would kind of raise it on, as a whole and they would look out for it. And humans started to work together and communicate and agriculture came in. And, you know, laws and, you know, we got to live like this. And though it's been human history has been full of gruesome, tragic events. Right. Society, the push and the pull of, of the, the good, the bad, the conversation, the dialectic, it keeps going. And sometimes there's war and sometimes there's peace. And sometimes there's really, really terrible things that happen in that war. And sometimes there's things that happen within the peace that are going to f- break away. You know it. It's a push and a pull and it's an up and it's a down. It's a roller coaster ride. It's peaks and valleys. And time goes on and time goes on and brought us here where we have a democracy. We get to vote. We're almost too cushioned. We forget that we're mammals. They used to be swinging around in trees, right? The fact that someone walked up right back in the day is why I'm sitting here right now and I get to play fucking hockey, right? Which is just a completely invented thing. Not even that long ago. Humans have been around doing what we're doing for a couple of hundred thousand years. Um, They're... Homo sapiens, I believe, that uh, the human family that we come from, maybe a million, which is nothing. Um, And I think as we know it now, the the humans that we, as far as I remember from school, you know, the gatherer, the the agriculture, the humans that we know now that lived like that we would recognize, I think that goes back 10,000, maybe 15,000 years. Um, so anyway, 
most of what you see around you is fake. It's just a facade. It's not fake. It's real in that you're seeing it. But, you know, if there's a lot of natural things that occur that don't care who the Dallas Cowboys are or that you eat at McDonald's, um, you know, the universe is going to go on no matter what we do. So we're here. We're on Earth. Man, I go on and ramble. But that's what I'm saying. Like what, what, what made us into the supreme fucking crazy mammals, beings that we are, which seems to be so far as we know, unique in the universe. It's probably not, but it hasn't been proven. We don't know what's out there. We're the smartest. And we got here and the big thing that we have in our minds, we, we can rationalize, we can reason, we can communicate and speak. We don't always agree and we're not always nice to each other. But humans working together as a team brought us to where we are now. Because think about it. Back in the day, think about it. There's a tribe, say, on one side of the river and there's a tribe on the other and they don't even know they're there. And let's say the alpha male of each tribe goes out to bring back an animal for the rest of the people that might live in the tents, whatever they got, teepees, whatever the fuck, uh, mud huts, you know, all different cultures way back. And they go out with, say, I don't know, a bow and arrow or whatever they're using, a javelin fucking sword. I don't know what they're doing. But spear, spear, um, right? So then these guys who've never met, say, 10,000 years ago, and they don't speak yet, certainly don't know a language with each other, but they come across a little pond, okay? And there's a tiger drinking water next to the pond. Tiger doesn't see them. But now all of a sudden, the humans from different tribes lock eyes. Now they know they're there. But one guy looks at the other and tiger or whatever, points, whispers. In other words, that's work. That's you go that side, I'll go this side. Right? And they come together and they fucking kill the tiger. Didn't happen every time. Sometimes they might fucking kill each other. But humans can work together like that. And way back, things like that. I know what I'm talking about. This is coming from university, not my head. Um, and of, of course, this is a sim simple way to explain it. But things like that, because humans are rare, like, you know, like two different mammals of the same say species but not of the same group coming across each other are usually not going to work together but humans had that ability now the tribes might fucking kill each other after that as we but humans had that ability and that ability is paralleled with the thinking of working together so when they would go back to their own tribes it was all about working together and that tiger is bigger than us. That panther is going to eat us if we go one-on-one. -on -one. But we're going to have to come together. Now, coyotes do that too. But when we develop language, we just develop faster. Our brains got bigger. Um, and that always became a staple. No matter what, we did some gruesome things, but it was groups like the Romans. They, they, you know, they took pride. They worked together. They 
were soldiers. They were thinkers. They were lawmakers. They were philosophers. They were a lot of things. And they, like I said, you hear about those wars, but, you know, someone had to get together and figure it out. Plato and Socrates and Aristotle and formed universities. And now these people are going to do this. These people are going to do this. Of course, back in the day, it was terrible. There were slaves, for the most part, white men were the philosophers. No one else had a chance, you know, so there's always going to be bad. But that was a hell of a lot better than fucking a few thousand years before that. When we're just roaming around, we have no clue what's going on. Right. And now from there, like, that's why, you know, things are always going to change. Whatever generation you're from, you think you're right. You're probably not. Look back now. People, you're looking back 30 years and people are getting arrested for shit. That was normal. Um, so give your grandfather a break. Anyway, um, fuck do I go on? That was basically, <laughs> yeah, it started somewhere, man. I don't know. Take from, from a what you will. Anyway, I love the uh, Def Leppard. Um, I might have a guest Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure. I want to get to a couple more things. The World Junior Tournament is happening right now, okay? Um, and I don't want to hear anything negative about this anymore. Like, I, I fucking hate Twitter. I go on there once in a while because I got to to promote the podcast or whatever. But it's so fucking poison. Um, and Instagram, while a little bit more positive, is almost unreal because people are living in a fake world. It's just like two ends of the spectrum. The happy medium is just fucking put your phone away and meet in person. But anyway. I'm right at this backlash. Oh, Hockey Canada shouldn't be having any, any events because of what's going on in the courts. A, it has nothing to fucking do with these kids. And people are like, oh, more World Juniors. Do we really need it in August? You know what? Fuck off. These kids worked to, for, for you know their whole lives. And, and the, one of the biggest parts of their careers is going to be the World Junior Tournament. Some of them, you're, I mean, they're, they're going to peak at 19 or 20 or 21. And you're fucking looking at one of them. You're, you're listening to one of them. So, you know, those moments, I, I don't care if it's the Memorial Cup, the fucking World Juniors, the CHL All-Star Game. There are moments in a, in a young kid's career that, I mean, if, if, if you can experience it, it'd be really nice. And especially in junior, you can't go back and redo that. You time out, you know what I mean? And... I mean, they played at Christmas. It was a fucking pandemic. Now, think of the pandemic. People lost their fucking homes, their families. Uh, God damn it. Man. People had to stay in. We couldn't socialize. Zoom meetings and everything else going outside. Where you, you, Even now, you can't go through an airport, but you got to wear a mask. It's like when some fucking futuristic movie dealing with armageddon like i i just hate the reminder it was no one liked those last few years it was fucking horrible we're finally coming out of it monkeypox can go fuck itself too it's just like you know we're humans this is um it, it was a horrible i'm not blaming i'm not a fucking anti-vax or anti-mask or, or any of that i I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle i think it was sprung on us i don't think it was a conspiracy i think we maybe overreacted but besides all of that, that's just my opinion. I respect everybody's opinion on it, man. We went through a hard time. There's billions of people on the planet. I can't even believe it didn't get crazier, to be honest. But all of that negative shit. And people are going to fucking complain because the World Juniors decided to pick up where it left off in August. 
and give these kids a chance and lumping hockey Canada in because of something that happened in 2018 and 2003 when these kids had nothing were way away from the world juniors. A couple of them, some of them weren't born in 2003 and in 2018, they were 12 and 13 years old. And you're going to take that opportunity away from people from hockey Canada. Now, whatever happened, I don't know. I read, I'll wait for the, the, the finality to come out of all this, uh, litigation and, 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 you know, whatever's going on in the papers. I don't want to get too specific because it, the, the situation does stink. I don't know what it's all about, and I'm not going to get into that. But what I do know, the one thing I know is that none of these kids had anything to do with it. So, yeah, they should be given an opportunity. And I could fucking... I can't wait to see whoever I don't this this transcends Canada. I hope Canada win, but I can't wait to see someone wherever the fuck they're from raise that world junior championship in August. Yes. More power to them for doing it. Last thing. Hey, TR, what's your diet like Carl in Hamilton? I'm answering this because you're from Hamilton and I'm here. My diet is pretty good. Um, it changes. Um, Last year, I'll tell you a story. Last year, my buddy told me to watch this show, Game Changers, on Netflix. Okay? I highly recommend it. Um, now, it, it involves going vegan, but that's why I didn't watch it for this long. But my buddy said, no, just watch it, though, because there are things that you might pick up from it. Because, uh, you know, I guess it, it gives you kind of a scenario about people that went vegan and, and the advantages of it. And some are really surprising. But, I mean, I'm not going to go vegan, but... It, I definitely, you know, there are certain little things that you could do, though, like the obvious is eat more vegetables. But trust me, trust me, anybody who's half interested on anything about you and your diet and, and, you know, this is interesting to watch. Why not? It's an hour, right? So I watched it. And at the same time, I went to, to see the doctor and I got my my blood checked. And he said, Terry, you know, your cholesterol's through the roof. And. I'm like, what? I, I keep my son. I, I, I ate pretty well. Same thing as dad, really. Not, no. In the, I mean, in that I don't eat a lot of deep fried or lipid. I'll eat like pasta and eat a lot of it. Um, if I'm in a perfect world, I love bread. Uh, not virtually no sweets whatsoever, really. Um, maybe maybe at Halloween I'll have a bar, but I, I, could, I, I don't remember the last chocolate bar I bought. I do like chocolate if I'm going to eat it, but I don't crave it. But I crave it at all. It could be right in front of my and sugar and sweets. Nothing doesn't do anything for me. It could I could be starving and this whole room could be filled with sugary treats and I wouldn't want any of it. It's more salty. Like now, if there's a fucking sub sandwich or sandwich or something, uh, grilled cheese, I'm a sucker. Whatever it might be, salt as opposed to sweet. But I know that, and I generally eat all right. I went on a reality show years ago, 2005, 2006, called. Uh, or 2006, define yourself, a local thing at home. But Mike O'Neill is a great trainer and, a, and, and, and very, he's a good nutritionist. So uh, him, himself and a guy named Mike Wall, and they helped me out. So I, I really, I, I do know my body. And I thought I was eating fairly well. <clears throat> so I was really surprised at this. And I said, Doc, Jesus, like I'm, I'm running or skating pretty much every day. I, I feel like I'm in great shape. I eat fairly well. He said, yeah, I know, but it's, it's not always that. It's genetic. And he said, your dad takes these pills. Okay, I didn't realize that. So I talked to dad and he's like, yeah, like around your age, I went in and it's all, 
my cholesterol now is, is perfect, but I, I take these pills and I changed my diet a bit. So I looked at it. I, this is what I did. This was a year and a half ago in February or January around then. Must have been January, I guess, because this is what I did. I, I went regular for three months. So for three months, I ate healthier, but I ate red meat. I ate all the meats. I ate, again, healthy, like not in deep fried stuff. I didn't eat any French fries or anything, but I would have starch, you know, the noodles, rice, whatever, with whatever it would be. Like, you know, what? two, three meals a day of food. There was, you know, I'd get up and have my eggs with, um, I don't really meet with breakfast, but eggs with hash browns, maybe some vegetables, fruit. I burn off a lot, so I, uh, I'm i not saying I didn't need a little bit of fat in there in the hash browns and stuff. But it's not immaculate, but you see what I mean? I'm not going out and getting egg McMuffins and then Big Macs at lunch and very little actual junk food. I might make a chicken wrap with like extra cheese, so there's fat coming in. So anyway, I did that for three months. I'll, to me, it's about my weight, and I weigh myself every single day, and ideally, it's around 195, okay? Um, so I, I weigh myself every single day. And so that's, like I said, I'm trying to keep my weight at a certain level more than I don't give a fuck what goes in my body to make that happen. So I did that for three months. And then for the next three months, I went vegan. Now at the end of each three months, I'd take my blood. So I took my blood at the end of eating regular. Then I went vegan for three months took my blood. Then I went vegetarian for three months, which is different than vegan. Um, and then I went pescatarian, which is vegetarian with fish. So you only eat fish. Fish is your only meat. So to be honest, I love the fish part. So when I took my blood after the first three months, which was just eating regular, it was again through the roof. When I and this is without any pills, I just wanted to see what would happen. I take the pills anyway now, but I just wanted to see what would happen without the pills. So at the end of the next three months, um, it was uh, I can't whatever happened from vegan to vegetarian to pescatarian. It really wasn't that much different, and it was manageable. Although I take the pills anyway, but when I added. Um, the red meat and the chicken and ham and whatever, like, you know, the meats, my, my cholesterol went way up. So now listen, I'm not going to go my whole life and be that guy that goes to a steak and I'm not going to, or a barbecue and I'm not going to have a steak. Um, my buddy, Jeremy Charles has merchant tavern downtown. I love the smash burger. So, you know, I'm not going to never have a smash burger again, but I eat red meat really few and far between. I cut meat out of my pizzas and my breakfast which changed the whole game, right? I did that at first. And that's like, think about it. I eat, I used to love breakfast every day. And now I get, I intermittent fast a lot. So, but I still love eggs and stuff. So I'll have breakfast, quote unquote, at like four in the afternoon. But um, think of, and Mike even said that to me. He's like, think about the end. It's think about a full year, 365 days. And if you have say an egg McMuffin every day, and I mean, egg McMuffin's not that bad. It's just a fucking English muffin with an egg and a ham. But he used to take that, for example, and take 
So take all the breakfast, all the pizza that you have, which isn't a whole lot, but every couple of weeks and uh, probably even a little bit more on these hockey tournaments and stuff. And then you take all the bread. Now just take the meat out of those things first. Just, just that. And he goes, that'd probably fill up like a fucking backpack. I go, yeah. He goes, so all that was going through your system. I'm like, yeah, I suppose I could fill up a backpack full of like bacon and sausage and fucking ham and, you know, all that pizza meat and breakfast sandwich meat isn't good anyway. He goes, yeah, and it's all processed. And so he goes, even just that meat's shit for you. And that could fill up a full fucking backpack at least, at least, probably more knowing you. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And he goes, all that got to go through your body, through that filtration system, and then come out the other side. And he goes, that's before we start talking about all the burgers and all. And I go, yeah, like I, I think to myself, I don't eat a lot of burgers, but I would often wait like, because again, it's about my weight, not about eating healthy to me before that. So I would go like, okay, I want a burger. I, I would, I just won't eat till fucking seven o'clock tonight and I'll have three A&W burgers. Right. And, and because the goal was to, to not put on weight, but of course um, you're not eating very healthy. So he goes, even that, he goes, so take just that meat and that would fill up at least another backpack. I'm like, yeah, at least. So then I was like, fucking rights. You're right. So I started eating way more. And I said, the pescatarian I liked because, you know, I, I would, there's all kinds of fish out there. I, I'm from Newfoundland, but I tend to just have codfish and salmon when I can. But I eat more trout and then haddock and I just, anything, fucking lobster, crab. I started really eating a lot of fish and I don't, I don't mind my breakfast without meat in it. So I find myself now, whereas I never, ever, ever would have had a, a veggie meal before. Like everything came with meat of some form, right? So that's every meal all year. No wonder. So I just changed it up. I, I have the odd shake, which is kind of meal replacement, but it's not, I mean, but, but it's healthy, you know, just blender with the, uh, I either use, uh, God, frozen yogurt or uh, the Greek yogurt and ice and then throw in some berries or banana or whatever. I mean, I I don't go to hell with it like other people that might go to the gym and know exactly how much protein is in there and what they're doing for carbs and these nutrients. And the, But I know that blueberries and bananas and strawberries are good for me. And I just blend that up and fucking toss it down the gullet. You know, I get a lot of V8, drink that shit. Um but I don't mind it. And I feel, honestly, I feel a lot better. I really do feel a lot better. Um, even when it comes to like stuff like hangovers, they're just less hard on the system when you eat right. And, um, and hey, wh what is right? I'm also, I was recommended, I'm about to start a book, uh, Eat Right for Your Blood Type. And I'm kind of interested in that. And uh, there's a guy, David Sinclair. I highly recommend listening to him. There's a there's a uh, podcast called Smartless. There's a I mean he went on Joe Rogan, the Rogan interview. He's done it twice. They're like three hours each, so you might lose your attention span. But he sums it up great on the Smartless. So just Google Smartless. It's with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, uh, Will David Sinclair. And I've listened to everything David Sinclair has. Anyway, he's got some some secrets, if you will, for living young and looking young and feeling young. He's a scientist from Harvard that's been working on this his whole life. He was working on cancer research. And then he said, you know, cancer comes out, but it's, it's more the aging process. If we can slow down the aging process, 
then we can really not eliminate, but we can slow down like things like cancer and Alzheimer's and things. So I really listened to him. Now he's got a couple of uh, supplements that I take and a couple of life tips. I won't get into all, into them all, but <clears throat> Carl, you asked me about my diet. So it's changing, but those are the changes, those things. I'm not sure where it's going to land. I'm not going to be vegan, but watch like watching the game changers on Netflix definitely did change my game. Albeit, I, I won't be a vegan, but uh, which which is kind of the point of it. But there's enough substance in there that I think you'll like it. And uh, I gotta say, I still enjoy a good steak once in a while, but real, real few and far between. And uh, just making those slight changes really, really helped me out. I, I don't want to get too specific, but I used to get irritable bowel syndrome a lot. Those of you know, that know. Whatever IBS is, you, yeah, you, you, I'm sure you're empathizing right now. You're going, oh, fuck, man. Like, it's horrible. A true case of IBS is fucking horrible. And the last time I had IBS was a couple of years ago, man. So whatever was in there, I'm not saying red meat did it or I don't know, but I used to think, oh, it's pizza or, oh, it's um, when I eat it was honestly largely pizza. Um, or, or when I have, say, fuck, I don't know, uh, ground beef that's maybe not extra lean or whatever it be. I, I would think spaghetti, say, you know what I mean, in a cheap restaurant or something. And I would get IBS and go, fuck, man, like it was the pizza or it was the spaghetti. But I don't think it was. I think it was things that were on the pizza and in the spaghetti, um, not the meal itself because I haven't had it since and I've eaten lots of pizza. Anyway, I'm rambling on and I got to play in a few hours versus Calgary. This is a big one. We're one and one and we get spanked by Toronto yesterday. Six to two. That's the biggest loss that our group has had in a while, man. Uh, we lost to these guys in the national final a few years ago. But uh, I believe it was a goal. And then we beat them the year before in the national final. So we go back and forth. There's a lot of good teams here. And this Calgary team we're playing today is fucking good. Like I said, they, they brought the age down to 34. And uh, not only that, not only that, though, um, it's uh, just there's a lot of great ball hockey players. The, the, even though we know most of the players over the years, registration keeps skyrocketing, man. So wherever you are all over Canada, look into it. If you'd like to play ball hockey, and get involved. I, it's it's much easier to get involved with if you're a beginner than ice hockey because ice hockey, you need to know how to skate. It's just so hard. And if you're like 25 and you've never played ice hockey, I got to be honest, you're not going to be very good no matter what. But you can play. And I, I just mean if you can't skate, you can't skate. And uh, it's hard to learn at that age and start even coming close to guys that have been doing it their whole lives, even if they suck. But ball hockey... Right? There's people that could join now and be a better runner than me. I'm a decorated ball hockey player. A decorated ice hockey player, there is no chance that you can begin in your 20s and have any attribute that matches theirs. But literally, you can be, I don't know, a track star or, or something or play another sport. Walk into my sport, me after being in the Hall of Fame and all these championships I talk about, and immediately 
be better at one part of the game that's essential than I am in running. I'm not saying I'm a bad runner. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? There's people that are great runners that could just join and have that. But there aren't people out there that, oh, he skates like Connor McDavid, but he just works in the factory in Flint, you know? But that exists in ball hockey. And I'm not saying you're, if you have never played hockey before, you're going to have hands right away. But if you can run, you can work on those things. I think skating is the hardest to work on. If you can work on the other stuff, I can make you a decent ball hockey player. I can tell you where to go. Now, you might never develop great deking skills or peripheral vision, but hey, I can make something out of you. You're big. Go get the ball. Go get the ball. Just make sure you're there first and then give it to me. Now, you've done a thousand things better than if you're a first-time hockey player. You can do anything effective, right? You could even be effective. If you're decent, if you, if, you, if you know your way with a stick at all and you play with, say, on a good line with two other players, then just go do the digging. I'm still not saying you're going to be good right off the bat, but you could be out there like for a goal four. You, you could do it. You could go and four check and then boom. I don't know. I get it. Put it out to Jeremy Bishop. It goes in. Hey, thanks for running, man. Great job. I didn't have legs in that period. Anyway, I encourage it. Everybody can fucking run, like I said. And, uh, well, not everybody. Only being sensitive to the people that fucking can't. But even you guys. Liam Hickey, look into him. He's my buddy. Lost his leg, and now he plays in the fucking Paralympic uh, sledge hockey team and basketball team. There you go. Liam is... I got to get him on here again. Anyway, this has been a hoot. I don't know if I'll have a guess on Thursday or not. Please don't fucking hold it against me. I'll, um, next week, we'll be back on the go like normal. I'm, I'm just trying to do what I can. Even this, I, I appreciate Nick Saunders lent me his, his, uh, lent me his computer. Because mine, I forgot my power cord. It's just a mess, folks. It's just a mess. But I'm here in Hamilton. Stay tuned. If you want to watch the uh, playoffs, whether we're in them or not, cbha.com. I play for the Newfoundland Masters, Mr. Lube, like I said, and uh, I also cameo with the Newfoundland Black Horse. And uh, for their sake, I hope they don't need me this week. But if they get a couple of injuries, I'm ready to go. Check out the games anyway. It's great, uh, great ball hockey. And uh, the women are, I think their tournament starts today. Good luck to them as well. Um, my cousin Don Tuck is one of their captains. She just won a world championship in June. Congrats, Don, and good luck. Folks, this has been episode 115A, Tales with TR. Thanks for tuning in. Check out Wedgwood Cafe if you're at home. My home, that is, of uh, St. John's, of uh, Newfoundland. It's a great time. August, love it. George Street Festival just ended. That was a great time. Congrats to everybody involved. Shout out to Jeremy Hart and Labatt's for giving me VIP tickets. That was a lot of fun, and especially the Sam Roberts night. I just love Sam. He's rocking it. He's rocking it. He's still a hard rocking uh, musician that loves touring and the, and the crowd really feeds off it. So, uh, and is my old buddy. So great to see you on stage, Sam. Um, if you're downtown, check out TJ's, Rob Roy, Bull and Barrel, Trinity Pop, Green Sleeves, Blue on Water, and Merchant Tavern. If you're going to go buy a hockey stick today, why not buy a true hockey stick? True. Take what's yours. That's it. 
It's been a hoot. Episode 115A, 115B. We'll be at you on Thursday or Friday. I'll get it in when I can. Hopefully I got a guest. If I don't, I certainly will next week. Please come back. I'd love to see you guys again. Thanks for listening. Have a great couple of days. I'll be back soon with more Tales with TR. Catch you on the rebound.